This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 18. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Today on the show, I am welcoming Matt Ragland into the Baller Circle. Matt is the owner of IdeasNotArt.com. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Matt. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Um, you know, my, uh, my, my good friend, Nicole St. Germain, uh, speaks very highly of you. She said you were, uh, you know, your, your site was really good, and I had a chance to look at it myself. And uh, I signed up for your, uh, your, your free um, sketchnotes course, and uh, it's really, really good. Uh, I really like it a lot. I looked through, you know, some of the reviews you had, and you have some really high-profile uh, individuals on your on your site. Uh, so one thing I, I kind of wanted to start out with was, uh, you know, seeing your business and seeing how you're doing things. Um, how did you first get introduced uh, to online business? Yeah, so that's a great question, and I'm I'm really excited to be on your show. Just thank you so much for having me, and this is this is an honor to be a part of the the Internet Ballers. So I, I just want to say thank you for for having me on. It's it's a big honor, and you know, to get started, you know, the really what got me started with online business was uh, my dad when I was when I was pretty young or probably still in college he gave me he gave me my first Seth Godin book and so it was uh, he gave me tribes and uh, free prize inside so I read both of those and I just started going down uh, and piecing piecing internet business together I started reading different blogs and I thought you know this is this is a place where you can really do something specific and uh, niche around things that you're interested in. Uh, you can do it from anywhere and you can work with you can work with people all over the world. And so those are that's really how I got started and what really drew me in at the beginning was just the the community, the possibility and you know, the opportunity that was available to people. That's pretty awesome. How, so how old were you when you got those books? So I do I was in college, I would say, maybe a senior in high school, but I was you know, 20, 21 when I, when I got those books. And so that was uh, 10, 10, 12 years ago. Okay, awesome. I got those. Yeah, that, I mean, those are, those are both excellent books. I, I remember the first time I read them, and uh, it, it you know, really inspired me. I think the first Seth Godin book I read um, was The Dip. Mm-hmm. And I had never even heard of him before until one of my coworkers recommended that book, and I read it, and I was like, "Man, let me. What, what else did this guy write? You know, I want to. I want right. I want to learn more." Um, so that's that's a, a great uh, great introduction. Um, so with with your business, how did you decide on the particular niche that you're working in? How did Sketch Notes become uh, the direction that you decided to take this business? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question, and it kind of ties in to uh, something else that I'm sure we'll talk about. Is that uh, the way that it and it and it also connects with the first question you asked, 
uh, of yeah, how did you get into this? Because one of the other early books that I read that was really influential uh, on me was Rework by Jason Fried and Another David Heimer Hansen. Yeah, and so in in Rework, for anyone who's read it, and especially the physical copy, even though uh, you, you still see it on uh, eBooks as well, there are great illustrations inside of Rework. And those really spoke to me. I was like, hey, this is communicating a big idea or a primary theme for the chapter in this in the case of rework. And how you know, how can I kind of start to do something like this? And it was it was fun. It was a it was a side project for me for a really long time uh, because I don't personally have any professional uh, art training. It's just been a a lot of practice over the years, uh, but the, I, I discovered the guy who created those uh, illustrations, and his, his name is Mike Rohde, and he's a, he's a designer and a sketchnote artist, um, really fantastic, like you could call him the godfather of sketchnotes. Um, and that, and yeah, the thing that got me, the thing that really got me involved in sketchnotes in terms of a business and something that uh, people were excited about was I just started sharing, I started sharing things online uh, of notes that I had done for different blog posts or podcasts or uh, like TED Talks or just when I would go to a conference, I would do a lot of sketch notes and then I would, I would share them online. And it got a lot of attention of the speakers, of organizers, um, of other bloggers. And I started to get... Um, I started to get I just requests to do them to do them for people and uh, so that's that's how it that's how it started and it's really been a side project for a, for a really long time um, and what's been what's been fun about it though is that that really allows me that really allows me to uh, pick who I want to work with and the projects that I want to work on. Uh, and that's that's been a really fantastic part of of the of the work as well as the kind of people that I get to be involved with. That's excellent. Um, so with that, I, I know you, you you did talk about it a little bit in your in your last statement, but I kind of want to get a a, a a bigger picture of um, all the things that you're currently doing and have done in the past to promote your business. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that you know, I should say is that uh, this. This business is not my primary one. Uh, I do I do work at a company uh, called ConvertKit, which is email marketing, email marketing service provider, and uh, that inspiration. Uh, you know, it's a it's a wonderful company to work with, and I'm really happy. But that also allows me to be really specific in the sketchnote business of who who I want to work with and the things that I want to work on, um, and that was also partly. Uh, influenced by Mike Rohde's work because he he does he does a lot of the same thing. He works for a design studio in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, but he illustrates books and you know does sketch notes and workshops and talks all over the world. Um, and that was something that really resonated with me as well because I I did for a little while do like my own like freelance web design and illustration and graphic design work. Uh, but I found after about two years of doing that, say from 2013, 2015, that 
I, I did really miss being, being a part of a team and being a part of a bigger picture company. And, uh, so I started to look for, look for a company to be a part of that really resonated with me. And, uh, that's, so those are, those are the two main parts of what I'm doing right now, but I get to work with like from, to concentrate on the sketch note piece, I, I'm able to. I've been able to work with some some great companies and course creators uh, with different things with Zapier and Teachable. And one of the one of the things that helped get me the job at ConvertKit was my ability to create these sketch notes and illustrations. And I do that on a weekly basis for our marketing site. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I, you know, I. I think that's great that you have uh, a job that one you can you know leverage your business um, to grow and to learn and and you know all these other great things and it sounds like you 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 enjoy your work as well um, which is super cool because I know so many people who are you know they're going to work every day and they're dreading going to work and working on these side businesses so they can escape um, whatever they're doing but you kind of have the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, and that was, and like I said, that was that's been an intentional choice on my part. Um, and even like part of what I was able to do in uh, creating my own work the for the two years before that was it gave me the flexibility and the opportunity to be really specific about the about the company that I wanted to work with. Just like I had been able to be uh, really specific about the people that I wanted to work or the clients that I wanted to work with when I was doing, doing my own, uh, running my own business. And, you know, the thing that I found to be, uh, and just to, to wrap sketch notes and visual art back into it, the number one thing that I've been able to do to connect with people and, uh, and, and create those connections, especially when looking for opportunities for more full-time uh, company-based work is also through the sketch notes. And so right before, right before ConvertKit, I was working on contract pretty full-time with uh, Noah Kagan and the team at SumoMe. And that again came from doing a handful, doing a handful of uh, sketch notes for, for their content and being able to come on at that after that. So it's been it's been a great it's a great connector and it it has allowed me to uh, shape the kind of work that I want to be doing either individually or uh, from a bigger company perspective. Right, fantastic. Um, so, how did you make your first dollar? Yeah, it's a great question. And so, I made my I made my first dollar uh, selling a short uh, sketch note starter guide on. Uh, on Gumroad, and it was a part. Gumroad has this great has this great uh, program that they run two or three times a year called the Small Product Launch or the Small Product SPL Small Product Lab. That's it. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, people should check that out. They do great work in there, and they're going to guide you through the beginning of creating a small product. And so I had always kind of struggled with uh, how do I productize something because I would think. Um, like especially from a recurring passive income perspective, I had done I had done a lot of I guess, well I I've, I made my first dollar through client work. Let me back up. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I made my first dollar through client work. It was some free, just 
sketch notes that I had done for a blog that I was that I was interested in following, and uh, they followed up with me, and I did some I did some sketch sketch note work for them on commission. Uh, from a client perspective, and so that was that was my first that was my first dollar. Okay, sounds good. Um, so with that client, how did you initially get in contact with them? How did that kind of transaction happen? Yeah, so after I had after I had created the sketch notes for basically for free, uh, I reached out to them and sent them, well, first I, I dropped the, I dropped the notes into the comments of their blog and tweeted at them to, you know, just get on their radar. And then I reached out and said, Hey, yeah, I wanted to do this. I love, I love your work. And I just want to do this to say, thank you. If you, if you'd be interested in having more of these sketch notes for, for your content, uh, I'm, you know, I'm taking, I'm I'm available for I have some availability for the you know in my schedule for the next month or whatever. And the way that the way that I frame that, even though I kind of stumbled through it just now, but the way that I frame that is that uh, I do say to myself, like within the context of blogging and creating uh, more of a course for uh, sketch notes and things for things for my readers. Is that I say to myself, I'm going to take, <clears throat> I'm going to take on two or three client opportunities each month, and so I, I book those out pretty pretty quickly. But the way that the way that I do outreach and the way that I've done outreach early is by uh, targeting some either different blogs or course creators or podcasters and doing doing a sketch note for them without them without them asking for it and sharing and saying hey you know i take i take some different opportunities for commissions if you're interested i have some availability coming up in the next couple of months and so being able to frame that in terms of these are the kind of the slots that i have and being able to say uh you know, if you if you would like to do something starting next month or two months from now, then it it just establishes. And for anyone who's listening, being able to being able to establish yourself as having a queue of clients is something that, it, ironically, is is really attractive to to your potential clients. Even <laughs> right. though I did I did not do that well at all at first. I would just say, hey, you know, if you want to give me money, I'm here. And <laughs> that did not, that did not go over as well. So, uh, that's, that's what I, that's what I mainly did for outreach. And then another, another thing that was really helpful for me is afterwards, I'd say, hey, do you know, just asking, I think a lot of people are afraid to ask for referrals mm -hmm. from your clients. And it's, it, uh, it's done more for me than anything else. Um, than anything else in my business is to, I think a lot of people see this, but to actually ask for referrals and say, hey, do you know of anyone else, any of your any of your other friends that would be interested in having a service like this? And then just asking for a quick email introduction. Uh, of course, if you didn't enjoy working with them at all, then don't ask that because <laughs> most likely their friends are going to be the same. Right, right. <laughs> you definitely don't need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, You know what? I love your strategy. It, it, it reminds me of... Um, you know, when you go to like a, a, 
a club or some you know busy place or a place that seems busy the line's really long outside and you're like wow this must be amazing and you and then once they open the doors you get inside and there's like nobody in there right Mm -hmm. but it's like the long line outside makes everyone so intrigued and so everyone else gets in line because there's already a long line right yeah you're like man this must be amazing so i I love that strategy (laughs) that that's, that's that's a great idea that's awesome um so just to back up a little bit for people who aren't familiar what exactly is a sketch note? Yeah, so it's a that's a great question. You're, I, you're crushing it with the questions, but I, I, I expected that. <laughs> uh, with sketch notes is a way of gathering information, of taking in information and putting it down in a way that visually represents the big ideas that you're taking in. So a lot of times people, when they're taking notes, will uh, try and literally write down everything that the other person is saying, or they will try and just write down the big phrases. Well, a lot of people, and myself included, are such visual learners that being able to extract the big ideas in, in, a, visual, in a visual setting on the page is something that will help retain information better. It will make it more memorable and more fun to look back on. It'll make it, it'll make the content much more scannable because you'll be able to go down and see instead of just a huge block of text, different images and icons. And, you know, to me, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to come back to this because I think it's really important for people to realize that like I didn't have any like any specific lengthy art training growing up like I took two drawing classes in middle school which is pretty much everyone has to do that and so the reason that the business is called ideas not art is because my main my main goal when I'm creating a sketch note is not to make some great piece of visual art and I don't even consider myself like a great illustrator but what I try to do is to represent the idea that has stood out to me in the best way that I can with some visual elements. And so that could be as simple as stick figures. They're like in, in the course that you mentioned at the beginning, the, the free email course that I have, there are five simple shapes that you can use to do probably 90% of the visual uh, sketch notes and art that you would want to 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 create a sketch note, and so that's that's the gist of it. It's it's a visual representation of of the content that you're taking in, so it makes it more memorable for you looking back. Okay, that, I, I I I love that description. You know, when I first so I so I've seen the sketch notes before, um, not particularly yours, but you know, before uh, in in the past, I've seen people use them. But I, I didn't know they were called sketch notes. So when I first saw the term, I was like, what is a sketch note? But then when I saw, like, I went through your course and I saw your blog and, and, and the information you had on your site and the videos, I was like, oh, okay, I know what that is. And so that I was thinking, like, I'm not sure how many other people didn't know, what was it, weren't familiar with the term sketch note. Um, so when you first started, did you, did you ever feel like, uh, like an imposter? Like, why should anybody be listening to me? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think I think that's part of the hero's journey for anything that you go through when when you're starting something new for yourself. Is feeling like, you know, who am I to have this conversation with people? Because especially even though sketchnoting is growing in popularity and renown, 
I would say, uh, you know, the first the first people that I saw doing it were just so, like like Mike. Um, there's Eva Lotta Lamb, which is Sunny Brown, uh, Dave Gray. These are all like really great like illustrators. Like they really could be artists. Um, and I I still don't feel like that a ton myself. Um, even though ironically I've had other people tell me that, which is, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I felt like that all the time. And sometimes I still do. And so, uh, being able to move past that is almost not listening to the negative self-talk about that, but, but just listening to what people are already telling, listening to what people were already telling me and not, and there's a difference between like listening to say, like loved ones that you have, like, oh, Matt, this is such a wonderful sketch that you made. <laughs> Your you're mom's like, uh, Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, honey. That's so sweet of you. Um, even though my wife, my wife's great, she would be like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. Um, and, but listening to when people tell you, like, hey, the, like, there's no reason for, there's no reason for anyone on the internet to compliment you. <laughs> In fact, people seem to go out of their way a lot of times to share, to share negative opinions. So when you, when you get like a great positive interaction on social, a lot of times that is like super genuine. And so I uh, really started listening to those uh, more so than, more so than the negative self-talk but yeah no, I, I felt like that a lot okay great great explanation of, of how you were able to move past that um uh, so, so you mentioned that you're married and mm-hmm. uh you talked a little bit about you know your family uh would you ever consider working with a family member uh, or do you do you currently work with uh with any members of your family uh, I don't. I have in the past. I worked with uh, my uncle for a number of years uh, before we moved to Nashville, where we are now. And yeah, when when I when I took the job with my uncle, I asked him because uh, we've we've been. He's like a big brother to me. Uh, we've been really close for a long time. And I remember specifically asking him if uh, Dan would is this going to be an issue that we're related? And he said, not for me. I wouldn't hire you if I didn't think you were good at what I was asking you, what I was asking you to do. And so, uh, you know, I'd consider it, but I do agree that there is just a ton of baggage when it comes to working with family members. And if you were to ask me about, like, say, my wife specifically, um, we've talked about that a little bit. And um, I've worked with a uh, husband-wife duo in the past, and honestly, I mean, I just I do think it'd be really challenging. We'd have to have some really, um, you know, we'd have to have some really uh, hard conversations about what working together would look like. I don't know, to be honest. Um, it's definitely not a slam dunk for me, one way or another. Like I would have to be convinced to do it. Right. Okay. Um, so, have you ever had any sort of? Um issues dealing with family um when it when it comes to your business like any negative um you know people who didn't understand what you were doing or or people who really didn't understand the purpose uh have you ever ever had to deal with any of that sort of thing yeah i think that's i think that's natural anytime you're doing something kind of new and different um and especially since you know online business is becoming a lot more uh 
you know, like mainstream and normal. But at the same time, there's just a lot of there's a lot of people, you know, whether you're they're friends, family that are like, now what is it you do? You work on the internet, <laughs> and like, and sometimes like I just don't feel like answering. I was like, yep, work on the internet. That's right. just like you work on Earth, um, <laughs> and I uh, and it kind of gets a little. The conversation around sketch notes is. Uh, actually a little more interesting because sometimes just the the disbelief around it uh, like wait you you're getting paid to draw stick figures and sometimes um, you know sometimes it is it can you know, kind of seem as simple as that and you know having having a conversation around that and it's like you know you can't you can't really be making money on that I was like, yeah, <laughs> I do. right oh but I am yeah. <laughs> So when you were first getting started, you know, you, you seem to have a lot of really good tactics and techniques and strategies for, for growing your business. How did you learn all these things? So uh, one was by reading a lot. Uh, one was by, um, you know, find, to, to me, I found a few people online that, uh, that their ideas really resonated with me. And I pretty much, while, while I, I read pretty widely in terms of in terms of growth and internet business uh, there are a handful of people that I follow a lot more specifically than others and learn from them because they're building the kind of businesses that that I would like to and so you mentioned or I mentioned earlier Mike Rohde, uh Nathan Barry was someone who uh, Who's built? Who's built an audience and built a business? He's he's the founder of ConvertKit, but was a self self published author and designer before starting ConvertKit. And I've been following his work for a long time. Same thing with Noah Kagan and Brian Harris, um, Jeff Goins, and um, you know, all of all of those guys. I've followed very very specifically over the past several years on how they've built their businesses and. I think that, uh, and this is this is just how it's been for me. That having specific people that I can follow and continue to kind of learn, learn from, and also build a relationship with over a span of months and years, has been a lot more powerful for me than kind of jumping around a bunch of different blogs. And so, yeah, picking picking those say five or six influencers. Um, yeah. Sounds kind of dorky to say that, but <laughs> five or six bloggers that uh, that you really admire and are building the kind of business and life that you would like to emulate. Uh, those those are the ones that I that I looked that I looked at and tried to copy some of their tactics or just learn learn from their successes and from their mistakes. Sounds good. Um... So have you, did you ever get to a point, I mean, I know with building any sort of business, but I feel like especially with online business, because a lot of people don't really understand it, uh, it, it can be hard to work through those dips, hard to work through the discouragement and, you know, times where things aren't working out exactly how you plan them. Did you ever get to a point where you wanted to quit, where you thought like maybe online business is just not for me? Yeah, I mean, especially when uh, I was going through those couple of years of uh, personal freelance work. You, know, you certainly have those dry months. You have those dry times, and uh, you know it can it can certainly get really difficult. And it can also be it can also be hard because while you do have, and this was something that I learned, while you do have a lot of freedom when you're working for yourself or um, 
you know, a, a business like ConvertKit. At the same time, you also are, you also are at the whim of your client sometimes. And that can mean that to hit a deadline or to make, you know, a last minute, to make a last minute change uh, or revision of the, of the product or of the, of the deliverable that you stay up late for a long time or you have to, you have to miss you know, a dinner or you know, some kind of event. And so that, that can be really difficult. And you're just like, man, why don't I just, you know, I don't, what if I just stopped doing this and I can just do the normal old nine to five and be really specific about my hours and not have to you know, pull pull some crazy hours. But at the same time, like the the payoff of having the freedom and flexibility to uh, take take time off when you need it most of the, most of the time and to be able to work from different places so that you can have that that flexibility with uh, Especially, like I've I've got a a ten month old son now, and uh, I have the flexibility to spend some time with him during the day, and uh, we only have to take him to daycare one day out of the week, which is you know, something that you know we wouldn't like most people, the majority of people, um, even if they have that like nine to five um, steadiness, like they are not a, they are not able to do that. And, um, that's, that's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't really trade. Right. Right. And you know, that's, that's one of the great things about, uh, working online. I mean, you, you, you have location freedom, right? You can be anywhere, yeah. you can be at home, you can be in Thailand whatever. Uh, yeah. that, that's awesome. Totally. Do you have any favorite, uh, tools or apps that you use to help you stay productive? Yeah. So, uh, I talk, uh, I talk with our team on Slack. A lot of things that's, I try, one of the things that I've tried to do is not to overload myself with, um, with a bunch of tools because it's super easy for me to do. I love tools and tech and gear. Um, but, uh, Slack Calendly is a scheduling service that I use, uh, type form. Uh, they make really great forms and that's how I do a lot of intake for, for client work. I work with clients usually on uh, Trello or Asana. Those are the two that I've used a lot. And then from a, actually, I have a pretty low, but ironically, I have a pretty low tech setup for the sketch notes. Like I, I sketch pad, paper, paper pens, and, um, Pigma Micron pens are mostly what I use. And um, I scan them with the Evernote scannable app, and it works. It works fantastically. I edit them in Acorn, is a Mac uh, image editing software, and so yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Okay, sounds like a sounds like a decently good article uh, arsenal of, uh, of, yeah. of tools and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Do you have any advice for someone starting out now, if they were to start an online business, um, what resources they should use and how do they avoid wasting time and money? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the number one thing that I would say is, you know, you've got, you've got to have a, you've got to have a place online Uh, and I know that kind of goes, I hope that goes without saying, but I never want to go without saying it when you're trying to run an online business. 
Uh, I was just having this conversation with my brother yesterday when he's he's trying to set something up and he's at, he's looking at all these different website builder tools. I was like, just bite the bullet and set up on WordPress. I, I know Squarespace is great also, but uh, to me, putting the time in to even learn just a little bit about WordPress and getting set up there. Uh, Genesis, the Genesis framework in StudioPress has a bunch of great themes that are fantastic out of the box and, and look great with very minimal setup. Um, the biggest thing is to, for me, that I would recommend is just start really start to create the content that establishes you in the space that you want to be in and i think the best way to do that is to try and really try and i didn't do this i i was able to do it a lot better uh for my latest iteration of sketch notes with ideas not art of having having a buffer of content so it wasn't like a week to week struggle but having a buffer of content that uh allowed me to consistently put out content while also connecting with people and sharing things online and uh, getting into different communities. Um, so I mean, share, share value, share value with people and then don't be afraid to ask for the next step of like, Hey, would you like to work together? Right. That, that sounds great. Well, Matt, I really appreciate the time. Uh, you provided a lot of value and, um, yeah, I'm sure the baller circle will be really happy to you know, uh, get, get to hear your insights and information. So I wanted to know before you leave, uh, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, so the best way is to uh, find me online at ideasnotart.com. And also, I'm most active on Twitter, at, uh, at Matt Ragland. But I'm also trying out Snapchat, which is super interesting for me. And I've never felt as old online as trying to figure <laughs> out Snapchat. Uh, I was like, as I was trying to like go through, I was like, oh no, this is how people feel when they're trying to figure something out. <laughs> so I'm on Snapchat at uh, matt.ragland. Okay, perfect. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.